Yeah, kid. Welcome, welcome, everybody, back to another episode of the Handsome Home Buyer Podcast. I am your host, Charles, aka the Handsome Home Buyer, twin brother to none other than the always handsome, always jacked Captain mm-hmm. Permit. Speaking of permits, 516-513-8838. Everyone's gonna need him, especially if you're in the town of Brookhaven right now. I don't know if anyone's seen the letter. Actually, I know everyone's seen the letter because my phone's been ringing off the hook nonstop with brokers, investors, homeowners that are like, ah, stop the madness. What is going on? So I'll tell you quickly what is going on before we jump into the podcast. We got a kick-ass guest today. Is Brookhaven sent out a letter? Amnesty program saying, hey, listen, if you have illegal apartments, decks, basements, extensions, whatever it is, out of the goodness of our heart, and I say that with extreme sarcasm, we're going to give you a year to be compliant, and then we're going to give you tickets and things and make you be compliant, so you might as well do it the easy way than the hard way. This is a very common thing. This was done in Town of Oyster Bay. In general, it moves from west to east. Everything starts out in the city or close to the city and moves out east. So if you see something happening there, you know it's coming your way if you're east of where it's coming from. This is a huge money generator for the townships and um, it's going to happen. Do not think that you are going to be the special person that gets away with this. You are not going to be the special person that gets away with this. You are eventually going to get caught. And I can tell you from personal experience, having at one point in my career decided, "Ah, I don't need rental permits on all of my rentals. Trust me, when you get caught, and you will, because I did, I think, three or four times, it becomes very, very expensive. Attorney, minimum $1,000 fine, et cetera, et cetera. Just be compliant. Do it the right way. Investors, don't buy houses where you're going to chop them up and they're one families and you're renting them to two different people. Don't do that stuff. If the deal works, it works. If the deal doesn't work, it doesn't work. Do not buy it. It is really that simple. Um, as it comes When it comes to buying stuff, Captain Hans, Handsome Home Buyer, 516-777 sold. If you have a house that smells like cat pee, is dated from the 1960s, has six inches of mold on the wall, or uh, human waste coming past the basement steps, floating past the basement steps, all true stories, by the way, I want to buy it. 516-777 sold. Uh, in addition, if you have commercial property of any kind, that is land for development, strip malls, the you know toxic waste sites, self-storage, assisted living, nursing homes, medical office, you name it, I want it. 516-777 sold. All right. Good episode today, man. I'm excited about it. I want don't don't talk yet. I'm gonna introduce our guest. He's uh I was gonna say he's a triple threat, but he's not even he's not a triple threat, he's like a, a quadruple threat. All right. He's an investor. He's an agent, he's an educator, he is a social media guru in the real estate space, which is really the main, main reason I brought him on. He has a a great story of where he came from. I think it's going to really impact a lot of people, and I think a lot of agents, because I've been getting a lot of calls, are really going to learn a lot from him. So, uh, Douglas Element, John McSherry, good to have you, man. Yeah, thank thank you so much for having me, and I just want to tell you that First of all, you're a legend. You know, I've heard about you for many years before we even met. Thanks, man. And, you know, you've helped me on so many occasions with permits and real estate investing advice. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for that. My and, pleasure. And uh, thank you again for having me today. We uh, I think we all got to help each other get up the mountain, bro. For sure. That's my thing. Like, everybody has this uh, – not everybody. A lot of people have this kind of mindset of uh, – 
like, oh, I don't want to, this is my competition, right? Right. right. But it's like, bro, I mean, the market's a little jacked up right now, but there's there's so much business out there. Sure. We couldn't buy all the shit if we wanted <laughs> exactly. to. Exactly. I mean, I have to yeah. give props to, and I got to take a picture of the hat, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm a hat guy. Yeah. I appreciate yeah, a good hat. And that's a damn good hat. Thank you so much. It's like my signature. So. I know. Yeah. I dig it, man. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, what? a lot I want to talk to you about, right? But the first main thing I want to kind of touch on so people mm-hmm. know where I'm going with this, and then I want to kind of back it up and talk about like your progression and where you came from. Sure. Because I learned a lot of stuff about you like within the last five minutes that I wasn't even aware of, right. which makes me even further respect you and, and the hustle, right? Because I don't want to... I mean, I don't want to hear any bullshit. I hear bullshit from people all the time. Right. Like, oh, it's so hard. Da, 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 da. It's like, no shit, it's hard, bro. Everybody right. fucking be millionaires right. with passive income laying on the beach doing nothing. <laughs> so um, I've been getting a lot of... The world is changing. At I mean, I think every day the pace of the world is changing mm-hmm. faster and faster. Like, today I was reading an article this morning on uh, Elon Musk and uh, Tesla. Okay. And how he's closing a whole bunch of his stores because he wants to make the electric car affordable so you can buy an electric car for $35,000. So it's going to be strictly online. Like you're going to straight up buy cars online in less than a minute. I went on to check it out to see it. I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, boop, 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 boop. You can have a – like you can order a car in 30 seconds. So it's like the world is changing so fast that if we're not – and the time that we're in is so crazy because – you know, I feel we're we're, like, we're on the cliff, mm-hmm. and we're like about to basically free fall. Sure. I don't think it's going to be a two thousand seven, eight, nine free fall, right? But I think it's going to be like at least a mini free fall, definitely. And in cases like that, like you have to be reinventing yourself, or you're going to die. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of realtors, especially the older realtors who've been in the game for 10, 20, 30 years that were used to doing business a certain way, right. call me saying it's freaking dead. Mm-hmm. But like you're John McSherry, it ain't dead. You know what I'm saying? So, and I say to them like the world is different. Right. The hot market is true first-time home buyer, and those people don't communicate the way you communicate. Right. They they communicate through social media. So your social media presence is is outstanding. I give like, credit where so credit is due. Videos are very cool. Do you you do them all on your own? I edit everything on my phone. Which is sick. I mean, just think about right. it. The power of this phone, and they are very right. very professional looking. Right. Thank you. And I think a lot of people will argue or like be like, I'm not tech savvy or it's got to be difficult or this is the thing I hear all the time. Like, I don't have time. Mm. Right. Or like, I, um, you know, I'm going to hire, when I, when I get some more business, I'm going to hire someone to do it. Right. Right. I mean, for me, social media has to be personal. Right. hundred percent. Let's back it up for a second. Cause I, I want everyone to kind of hear this. Sure. I want to know kind of like <clears throat> your progress. I know you've been in real estate for 10 years, but I right. want to know your progression. Right. Of, of how you got into it and what you've been through because it's it's pretty awesome. Sure, sure, yeah. I'll give you a little background. You know, um, I moved around a lot as a kid and I ended up going to college in Philly and came back to New York in 2006. And at that point, you know, I really, you know, I had nothing. Uh, my aunt allowed me to live in a garage. It was actually half a garage. And wow. It was renovated, but it was, it was nice. But, you know, it was pretty humbling and it gave me time to really like focus on myself, humble myself and figure out what I wanted to do. So eventually I got a job. I started working as a designer in Manhattan. Right. Um, I started off as an intern and then they hired me. What kind of designer? Um, I did I did graphic and packaging design. That's so, cool. Yeah, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. You know, I come from a creative background. So What school did you go to in Philly? I went to the uni- University of the Arts. Yeah, my sister went there. No way. Yeah, you are. It's in Philly. I used that's, to go visit all the time. It's amazing. Banging city, man. Yeah, it's great. It's a great good time. time. Everything closes at two though. So Yeah, yeah. But that's like, yeah. I mean, 
that's common pretty much in, it in most cities. Everywhere else New York is the New only York. place where <laughs> yeah, it's like 24-7. Right, right, You right. can find a party on a Tuesday yeah. at like 3 in the morning or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Or 12 in the afternoon. Exactly. So I moved I moved back to New York to stay with my aunt. And I really, you know, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I couldn't find a job. Eventually I found one. But um, but living there, you know, I became inspired. My my aunt bought a house and over 15 years it tripled in value. I was like, that's that's really amazing. So I started looking into it more, um, and I started watching HGTV as a designer. I was like, "Wow, this is really cool! People are like fixing houses up, flipping them, what designing them, really nice." I was watching everything, so like House Hunters, and um, over time, I started watching like um, Flip or Flop okay, and stuff yeah. like that. And, I was just um, curious at what time you were, if it was um, the Flip This House guys, or yeah, I didn't really watch that one. It was whatever was on HGTV, was and and like also the show is about color. And all that, I think it was like color theory um, or color splash. But I really enjoyed that and it really just piqued my interest. And then I found out about a, a seminar. It was a Rich Dad Poor Dad seminar. That's my jam, man. And that I book w- changed my life. Oh, yeah. It changed my life too. So I went and it just it just changed my whole perspective looking at liabilities and assets. And it just it just started this obsession in my head where – What was it? Like a three-day seminar? It was a three-day seminar. Don't you wish they would have taught us this shit in school know, instead of I the wish. worthless crap that like I don't even yeah. remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like 100%. tell me that like, you know, really what's an asset, really what's a liability, right. like how the way the world works. Yeah. How about how about how to freaking balance a checkbook? <laughs> exactly. You know, something. Just yeah. something of, of that makes sense. Exactly. It was Translates. all foreign to me. It was all it was all brand new and just so inspiring. And I just went on this mission where, you know, I lived in that I lived in that garage for five years and saved every penny to buy my first property. That's awesome. So I saved ninety thousand dollars. You kind of miss those times. You know what? I do sometimes. The struggle is fucking awesome. It, you know, like looking back at it, like I could smile, but I really never talked about this before, just because it was, you know, it was kind of embarrassing at the time. Like I just, I just kind of like I didn't go out, I didn't party, I didn't date, I didn't do anything. I just focused on that one goal to buy that one property, and then wow. I bought that property, moved into it, renovated it, and then just sold it, bought a couple more, and then. It just started this progression. See, so. I want to stop there for a second because sure. I think like I always try to regardless of what industry you're in, I, I think kind of like the mindset of a successful person is always very similar. Right. Right. So like that's what it is. It's about like being completely obsessed with something. Right. To the point where people like think you're nuts. I'm sure, sure people were like, what oh, are you 100%. doing now? Everyone you're like living crazy. in half a garage. <laughs> not even a full garage. You're living in a half a garage. Right? You're not going out, you're not right. doing anything, yeah. like you want to buy a house, like that's yeah. fucking crazy. I know. But like you got to be able to understand, A, you got to have the drive, you have to focus, right. and you have to have the vision to see like, right. I'm sure for the five-year period, and five years is a long fucking time. It is. Yeah. For you to sit in a, in a half a garage for five years <laughs> and see the first house right, is awesome. Yeah. Right? And then you bought the first house. And then I did. And what yeah. happened? Yeah. I don't know what happened. I'm curious right. to know what happened. Right. Well, well, one thing I wanted to say just to back up is that, you know, I started that obsession out of desperation and just hitting a rock bottom, like mentally, physically, like it was just like, that was like, it just became the only option. So I always tell people, it's like, sometimes you just need to hit a bottom in order to find that obsession and that passion. And that's, and that's what it did for me. So I bought uh, the first property I bought was a condo in Limbrook at the coach light. And it, and it wasn't really a gut job, but I, I put new floors in, I painted it open up the kitchen, you know, new countertops. And I learned a lot because I, I managed the whole process. I, I learned about dealing with contractors, picking out materials, and it, it was just such a, a passionate thing for me. Um, and then from there, I also got my real estate license in the process. I was like, well, if I'm going to be buying properties, it might be easier to have access to the MLS. That was actually very, very smart. That was like probably this like the smartest thing you did. I think it really helped me because it helped me understand the values and it helped me network. It actually opened up. And I tell people 
the best experience for me was becoming a real estate agent because it got me out talking to people and building relationships. And that was huge for me. Yeah. It really changed my life. But so also like that actually makes a lot of sense. The reason why I always tell people, I'm like, listen, either you got to be a realtor or have access to that data right. is because <clears throat> you get investors who are like, I mean, you're not the average realtor because you are doing this shit, right? right? So you understand values and things mm-hmm. like that. The average investor doesn't really know what they're doing. So they'll call up a realtor and they'll be like, the realtor gave me a range of like four to four seventy five. <laughs> yeah, right, it's like, right. dude, right. when I buy a house, I have an exact target. Like it's sure. 425. Yeah, me too. That's it, right? right? So if you don't have access to that information, <clears throat> you, you're, you're dead in the water. You're, going, right. you're buying blind, basically. Right, exactly. Exactly. And, and actually, you know, the first property I sold was my own property. So it was like, that actually helped me get started as a realtor as well. Oh, that's cool. Because it's also difficult when you first start as a realtor because you don't do any business yet, so it's hard to find new clients. So for me, it was like, well, I can't find business. I'm just going to create my own business. And Very then, smart. And then I so you're making money yeah. on the flip. You're you know you're saving money because you're listing it, and you're right. building that brand exactly. of like, hey, look what I'm selling. Exactly. It doesn't matter that it's your stuff. You're you're selling it right and moving it right and getting in front of people and getting your name out there and. Um, Getting attention, and that's really what I believe this business is all about. Nice, and that was that was <clears throat> ten years ago. No, that property I bought about six years ago. It was right okay. around when I, when I, um, okay, you know. So when you told me when we were talking off the air yeah. that I had thought you'd been full time the entire time, but you've only really been a full time agent investor for the last year. You Correct. worked another job full time this entire yes. time. Yes. I actually worked for a men's underwear company called To Exist. Oh, really? <laughs> and I designed all the advertising, the marketing, the packaging, the billboards. I did the they photography, had you, they the had video work. I did everything. Yeah, full time. So that much branding. Is it? They still in business? They are. Yeah. They are. Yeah. And I was actually operating my investment business, my sales business, and I was actually buying Subway uh, franchises for a while too, which Jesus. which was a nightmare. But oh, really? Uh, yeah. Because it was because of the type of business. I own the franchise also. Oh, cool! So I have like I have like a love hate thing with franchises. Right. I mean, me personally, I mean, yeah, I have me a too. problem with authority. So yeah, that's the, that's a big <laughs> yeah. thing. I mean, franchises are great because like nine out of ten succeed because they have the standard operating procedure and sure. proven model. Yeah, for the most part. But like, I feel like most of the time you're just kind of buying a job. Right. Exactly. Hundred percent. Right. And and the food business is really difficult. You're worrying Very about food hard. safety. And the margins are yeah. freaking tight. Very bro. tight. Very tight. I actually made no money off operating. I only made money off of selling them. So I would improve really? operations, management, in, increase the profit, and then sell it for a profit. No shit. Yeah. Which, I mean, isn't necessarily a bad model. Like, you know, in, even in real estate, like your right. IRR. Right. It could be from cash flow. It can be from appreciation, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Sure. So if it ended up working out well that way, but that's got to be stressful because you're like, Very. fuck, I got to get this to work. Right. Exactly. Or, is it where well, they weren't performing the way you wanted them like towards the end, but you were able to sell them for more is because you had to pay full-time managers and that's why the people that bought them stepped in to actually run them. So it frees up a lot more cash. Right. So I was not an owner operator. So it was very difficult for me to be profitable. Uh, Two. Yeah. But it was very difficult to operate and work a full-time job. So luckily, yeah, (laughs) luckily I, I had a great manager that really like saved it for me. Did you end up selling it to him? No, I sold it to somebody else. Really? Yeah. So how I long did you have those for? Um, like three years. Wow. But I mean, that's that's obviously you're very entrepreneurial and that's good experience. Like mm-hmm. franchise, like, so I own the Mako. Did <clears> I oh, nice. You know this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I own the Mako Body Shop franchise. Okay. So the cool thing about that is like, you read like the book, The E-Myth. You ever heard of the E-Myth? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, it. and you'll read about like franchises as a standard operating procedure. Right. And then to kind of really see it working. Sure. 
is is a very cool experience. And then you say, all right, cool. When I go into business, this is how I need to set up my business and, and design it so that it, it functions without me. For sure. Which is obviously not the easiest thing to do, especially in real estate where yeah. things are so subjective. Right. But I have to say that you have a great system here. And I could see that you've almost right. set it up like a franchise. I think you did a great job here. You know, I could see the way your office is, your employees. So. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, it's good that you say that because most of the time I feel like everything is completely out of control. All right. All right. Like. It always feels and I think you always yeah. feel that way. Yeah. 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 But because it's not easy, man. Like there's like this kind of like, you know, misconception that like entrepreneurialism is like so easy right. and it's great. It's like it's fucking no. a struggle every no. day. No, but I think also part of it is finding comfortability and being uncomfortable. Yes. Very well said. Yeah. Very, very. I mean, that's a massive point. For sure. That's a massive point. As soon as you 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 have to be comfortable in being uncomfortable. Right. Or you're never gonna grow. Exactly. And that and that brings up something that's very important to me in all of these businesses is mindset. Yeah. You know, it all comes down to mindset and having a positive mindset and being at a peak state at all times. Trying to be. Trying right. to be. Exactly. Which brings me to my first thing. Yeah. So so you're a member of the I really I envy this because I want to be this guy, but like my <laughs> body just says F you. Like anybody who follows John on uh, on Instagram, what's your handle on Instagram? It's just John dot McSherry. John with an H? Yeah. J O H N dot McSherry M C S H E R R Y. Okay, cool. So you should watch it. If if you have to follow what he's doing, it's very interesting, very exciting. And also you got to appreciate what he's doing and how he's doing it. And I encourage people to kind of dissect it. Um, I'm going to say replicate it. Hope you don't get sure, upset about no, that. Please. Imitation is the highest form of flattery, yes. right? But every morning there's a story <laughs> at like 5.30 of him like driving in his car in the pitch blackness. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not up at that time. And I'm like, how is this guy like – like, so that means he's getting, what time you get up? 4.30? Around there, yeah. Every day? Every day. Even Sunday? Sometimes I see you slip Some, on Sundays, bro. Sometimes I slip on the weekend, yeah. Yeah, sometimes but, on Sunday, yeah. I'm like, where's the video? Yeah. <laughs> where's yeah. the 4.30 a.m. video? Exactly. And and that's also part of why I make the videos is because it holds me accountable. Yeah. So when I feel like sleeping in, I'm like, crap, I have to get up and make that video. Because if I don't, people start asking me. They message me. Are you okay? People are like, what were you doing this morning? You slept in? So... It holds me accountable. <laughs> do they really? Like, what yeah. the fuck? Do. Yeah, what are you doing? No, Get up. That's great. You know what? I feel, yeah. now that you mentioned it, I feel the same way about the podcast. I do it right. every Friday. Yes. And like, I'm getting a lot of good positive feedback on it. So it pushes me. For sure. Because I learn from every one of the guests. Definitely. Like, there's a lot of stuff I learn from every one of the guests. Right. So let me ask you this question. What are you doing at 4.30 in the morning? I go to the gym. I wake do you? Up, I wake up. I have a protein shake. Um, I'll you, have some you, tea. You're like go to the in gym. there lifting like a yeah, savage a pumping iron at yeah. 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> well, I get there around like 5.30. Yeah. 5.40. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. like Brian Carper was on the podcast. Right. Is like the king of that. He will literally send me text messages at like 3.30 in the morning right. on yeah. his computer doing work. I'm like, bro, what do you like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How? Yeah. How does it happen? You know what really changed me or changed my kind of perspective? I used to always go to the gym at night. But okay. when I left my job about a year ago, um, I was inspired to read two books. One was The Five Second Rule. Okay. And it's about whenever you don't feel like doing something, just count backwards. Five, four, three, two, one. Do it. Okay. Just take action. And and, that, and that's another big part of my business is just taking massive action yeah. right away, which we could touch on uh, some more. But also I read The Miracle Morning, which talked a lot about just like creating a successful day, waking up early, um, starting you know fresh, hitting the gym. And I found that it's given me more energy throughout the day. 
Because I used to work out at like 10 o'clock at night. And yeah. I was sluggish. That's I would go, I I'd hang out and talk to guys and just kind of hang out and, you know, bull crap. But now I wake up early. You know, I, I just do a quick 30, 45 minute workout okay. and I'm on fire all day. Do you, um, you have the protein shake before you work out? I do. And then I come home and I'll have another meal. So I'll have oatmeal and some eggs and then I'll have a snack and then I'll have lunch. So I'll probably have about like six or seven meals a day. You're not a small meals. You're not an intermittent fasting guy, apparently. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't no, try that, right? that. No, you don't know intermittent fasting. I heard of it, but I never, I never looked into it's it. Like supposedly, no. I like half tried it like two weeks ago. Okay, it, it, it's actually <clears throat> working. Okay, yeah. It's like so you basically, I mean, you don't eat until like twelve o'clock, and you eat for like an eight hour period, mm, and so you sad. can have like you can have bigger meals, but like it tends to burn better. Okay. And it freaking works, man. I try it. Yeah, I used to. I did the seven eight meal thing. And if you are, I think the seven eight meal thing really works if you're super disciplined with the kind of food you eat. Right. But if you like want to eat a pint of ice cream like I do, yeah, it doesn't work. It, it doesn't, doesn't work, work so well. Yeah. as well. So, but in general, yeah. you seem to be very disciplined in, in life. Yeah, thank you. Thank so, you too, man. You're doing some really amazing stuff. You know, I'm trying, it's, man. It's it's hard. Yeah. I actually think um, I'm thinking about having like a camera crew. Sure. Because this only because. <laughs> So now I'm breaking into commercial. Right. And it's like a really pivotal time in just real estate in the world. Sure. So I want to kind of document it just to see like, because you know what? I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Like yeah. I'm taking, I'm getting educated in the commercial space, but I'm like grabbing my balls and jump. Like right. I don't entirely yeah. know what's going to happen here. Sure. So it could be interesting to see how it plays out. Like big, um, not to jump off topic, but I got, uh, I signed a contract for an eight unit, value eight units. Nice apartment building this week nice. and to um, knock down an existing building to build what I think is going to be a 12,000 square foot strip mall wow. with a drive through component. Exciting. And then I'm working on two big multifamily wow. ground up developments now like 100 plus units. Love it. Is everything in Long Island? Or? Yeah. Everything's nice. on Long Island. Very nice. Wow. So yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah, yeah. exciting stuff now. I can't wait to hear more about it. My, my goal, if I can lock up one yeah. commercial deal a month. Yeah. I would, uh, I would be pumped. You're good. You're good. And, and I'd love to have a podcast and have you on to talk about that. I'm there. Yeah. I'm there, man. Awesome. So I want to, let's, do, <clears throat> I want to delve into now really what, I mean, there's a lot of value here, but the most, most, most value mm -hmm. is social media. Like, sure. I mean, just take me through it. How sure. did you start doing it? What's, I mean, you're a very creative person by nature. Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you do the videos? Like, what do you say to agents out there who are like, I don't have the time. Does it have right. to be personal? Can somebody else do it? Sure. Just run with it. Yeah, sure. So let me just tell you how I started. So um, two years ago, I hired a real estate coach. And, you know, I was paying him like 500 bucks a month. And he was kind of coaching me on, you know, you know, prospecting and getting leads and doing this. And he's like, you know what? You have to start making videos. I was like, well, I don't want to make videos. But he's like, you have to do it. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm paying this guy 500 bucks a month. I should probably make the videos. Wow. So I shot my first video. I just put it in my cup holder of my car and I couldn't even look at the camera. And I'm just talking about what I'm doing and I just shot it real quick. And this I is really it. hard to believe, Nick, by the way. <laughs> but you know what? It's like and, – and that's something that I want to tell people because that's how you need to start. Like don't yeah. focus on like the music and the editing. Just like start getting stuff out and then you get better at it. Wow. So I shot that video and it got great results. Like people are like, oh man, that's awesome, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And like I hated the video but I still put it out and it was like a huge accomplishment for me. And then I just kept doing it. And This um, was what, on Facebook or Instagram? What oh, was it? So okay. what I do is I now have an Instagram business page yeah. which you could easily convert it from personal to business. 
I post to that and then it automatically gets sent to my Facebook business page. Then I repost that onto my personal Facebook page. Okay. And then sometimes I post onto uh, YouTube as well. Do you feel that the redundancy is very important to just be pushing the brand all the time? I, I think it's important to get in front of people as much as possible. It's all about getting attention. It's like Gary Vaynerchuk says, attention is currency. Yeah. And that's the most important thing for me and my business. But um, I also think it's good to make content um, native for each um, platform. Yeah. But for me, it's a time thing. It's about just getting it out and getting it done. Like yeah. I said before, it's about taking massive action. I'd rather get it done and it not be perfect to just get in front of people. And I mean, I think a big thing people need to know also is, and I'd like you to touch on this, sure. is you can't just put out content for the sake of putting out content. Right. Like, I actually, I watch all your shit. I do. I watch it because it's interesting. In a world that people have no attention span, mm -hmm. you know, I watch pretty much everything you put out there that I oh, see, which means... <clears throat> You have to give it a little bit of, of thought. Sure. You can't just put crap out to, to put crap out. Exactly. Exactly. And my thing is I just try to be authentic. I'm, I'm really just documenting my day. It's not even like I'm creating content. I'm documenting what I'm doing and then I figure it out later. Yeah. So that's part of what I always tell people. Just record what you're doing and then just try to put a story together later. So are you – so that's a good point. When you record, is it on the fly and being posted immediately or are you recording a lot of snippets throughout the day and then you'll like you'll put stuff up later? Correct. I'll, I'll record multiple snip, snippets, sometimes 20 to 40 videos Okay. and I'll put it together later in iMovie. Wow. Sometimes I'll add music, sometimes I won't and then I'll post it in the early evening. What do you think about the concept of people saying, I'm going to hire someone to do my social media for me? I think that's not a good idea only because the authenticity yeah. is what people are looking for and people are following you because it's they you. want to. It's you. They want They're to know you. you, not your camera guy, not your marketing person. So I yeah. think it's important to be authentic. Plus, sure. I mean, it's a big cost savings. If you're paying somebody yeah. X amount of dollars, like what I think is probably a, a good <clears throat> investment is linking up with somebody who does editing for you. For sure. And you can find somebody for a great price to do the editing. What does that stuff go for? Anyway? Well, I actually talk, just talked to someone yesterday that gets it done for like 100, 200 bucks for a video. For a, okay. Right. I mean, how long are the videos? Like how like how involved is it? I mean, well, like, if you're going to put up like a 30 second Instagram clip and you just want to put like some music or whatever up there, is it something like that? Or is it like a real five minute YouTube video? I think it's more of like a YouTube video, yeah. but then you could also take snippets from that YouTube and create a 30 second clip. Wow. And post that on Instagram. Well, they, yeah, I'm, sure link to your YouTube. I'm sure they'll kind of do stuff like that. Right. They'll chop exactly. it up, whatever you want. Right. There's a lot of great people out there. I actually, I, I really don't have anybody that I that I recommend to do that. I want to get more into that space. Sure. It's just like, I'd eventually like to get to the point where I have so I have so much going on with different businesses that I can right. have somebody do that right. full time. Because, I mean, right. you, you need it. Right. You know what, though? It's part of what we talked about before. It's about just taking action. Like, I always tell people, just start today or yeah. start tomorrow. Like, and actually, like, everything you're saying, like that... The craziness is what makes it interesting. So document that struggle of trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a big part of what I do. I document everything like, you know, um, a doorknob falls off or like, you know, I got a flat tire. Like like I just document everything. The cool thing is like you do it in a very artistic way. I mean, again, because you're a very creative person, your background, mm -hmm. etc. But I mean, give agents some kind of ideas about what kind of content because I think agents are like well what do I say right. what do I talk about sure sure you know what kind of content do you feel for like an agent that's just starting out who's sticking their their toe in the, in the water of right. social media right. sure 
What do you think? Well, you know, my my first year of videos, like I really didn't even put a lot of music into it. Like I just started getting more creative over time. The yeah. more comfortable I got, the more creative I got. But you know, really, I documented everything. So if if I was going into a listing appointment, which which is actually a really good story, um, I was going into a listing appointment in uh, Chelsea, Manhattan, okay. for like a one point five million dollar listing. You're all over the place. I dude. am all over the place. But I love that. I love that because my market's everywhere, and I have. Weren't you in like another state looking at property? Like <laughs> yeah. I, I New Jersey. Like I New like, Jersey. Yeah. No, you were <laughs> yeah. like no. It was like somewhere far like you were like Detroit Nashville? Or, yeah, yeah. yeah Nashville you're like oh yeah going hunting for problem. like what the <laughs> is this guy doing in Nashville you know what so but down there I'm looking for like large multifamily yeah. deals with high cap rates but, but but I guess that's another conversation for another time but I am looking at stuff in New Jersey which isn't mm. too far away no hot um, in New Jersey it is it, it is like in Essex County and yeah. Union you know there's some great deals and I have friends out there and partners that are buying like three to five deals a week it's insane I mean wow. obviously the margins are much smaller but the volume is there Really? Is it, well, is it the margin percentage based or smaller or it's just like, like they're buying houses for a hundred that they're selling for 250, but the That's ROI it. is similar to if you're buying a house but for correct. 250 and selling it for 450? That's it. Kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. But uh, sometimes they wholesale them before they even like, yeah. renovate them. So like they'll make like 20, 30 grand off a wholesale deal and, and like hold it for one or two weeks. Which it's, is amazing. It's, yeah. It's insane uh, because it's a volume game out there. It's all about the numbers, but with that listing presentation in Manhattan, I actually shot a video before I walked in. And I, I shot the video as if I already had the listing. I'm like, here I am walking into mindset. my listing. Right. It's getting into the right mindset. And then I went into the presentation and I showed them the video. And I said, this is how I'm going to market your property when I list it today. Wow. Really smart. And I got the listing on the spot. It was like it blew them away. Wow. Just because uh, I think one, you know, the confidence, the mindset yeah. and showing them the marketing ability. Now, this was like a year, year and a half ago when – there was no music. There was nothing. It was just me talking about the property and like just having the right mindset. And just the enthusiasm that you had exactly. while you were speaking about that's it. That's it. I mean, just think no about effects. it. Dude, that was really right. powerful shit, by the way. It was. Like, it that's was... a game changer. I think people need to know that. Right. Like, just that's what people want. People want creativity. Like, you, there are 20, last I checked, I think there's 27,000 agents registered with LIBOR. Wow. Does that sound okay. about right? I think so, yeah. From what I understand, half of them haven't even done a deal. Right. Like half of them didn't do a deal last year. But you still like you're competing with twenty seven thousand people. Easily. Yeah. How are you going to be different? What right. makes you special? Sure. If I line up ten agents, like if I line up John McSherry and five other agents, I'm like, you know, who's the best realtor in here? Raise your hand. Everyone's going to raise their hand, right? Right. And then it's like, well, what makes you the best realtor? And then I get to John McSherry, and he's like, I do crazy shit like this, and then he shows <laughs> me the video. Right. I'm right. like, that's my guy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I really had no idea where this video making was going, but it just turned into like its own thing and it, it just changed my whole career. I think we have to, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I think we have to encourage agents For as sure. far as social media is concerned to fail. And right. what I mean by that is just mm. make videos. Right. Make videos. Your first 30 might suck. Right. But your yeah. 31st video is going to be, every video is going to be a little bit better. Exactly. And just as long as you're dealing, it's, who uh, who puts out a really good relevant content also? Um, Aaron Bates and Rebecca Cohen, do you know them? I don't the Aaron Bates real estate team? No. You should follow them. They do a lot of very, they, I had them on the podcast yeah. once. Okay. They do a lot of very cool shit too. They do little funny kind of videos together. Nice, just nice. Humor. Right. Just also like giving important information. Exactly. It's about providing value, entertainment, yes. and maybe some humor. Like find a way to connect with your audience and really be the real you. Like if you like being funny, be funny. You know, if you like being creative like me, then be creative. It's like, you know, you just need to find like, you know, what's authentic yeah. for you. I, I mean, I think I think that's like an amazing point. Yeah. I think that's an amazing point. Very well said. I mean, that's – if you're serious and you're – you don't have to try to be super funny if you're not a funny person. Right, right. 
But if you know about something that's going on in the world, like if you know about Brookhaven and how there's this amnesty program, just tell people, hey, sure. listen, there's an amnesty program. Sure. If you see a cool article or something about the market or the area, just you know, repost it. Right. Just give people right. value and um, it'll work. So I'd say you think the first step is just just take just take action. Start just making start. videos. Right. Just start. Even if you're not posting them, just make them. Just make them. Yeah, I think that's a great point too. And something I do is I shoot a lot of videos that – you know, I don't even post. So it's about, you know, just like if someone's feeling uncomfortable doing it, shoot 20 videos saying the same exact thing and choose the one that you like best. You know, just just start practicing. No, I think take massive action. Right. Just take action. Yeah. Um, I kind of I guess I want to talk about your day and how you balance. So sure. Again, you're doing the investing. You're obviously uh, an agent. And um, you have this new uh, educational product coming out, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But I yep. want to see like. How do you balance all of this mm-hmm. efficiently right. so that you don't suck at all of it or right. are mediocre at all? Sure, of it? sure. Well, the good thing is, you know, a lot of there's a, a lot of crossover, which is why it works for me. It may not work for everyone being an agent and an investor, but for me it works. So, um, it's almost like the businesses feed each other. And also, every morning I wake up and well, one thing I always tell people at four in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I always tell people is I wake up in the morning and I get punched in the face multiple times and I look forward to it every day. Like that's what I look forward to. <laughs> every morning, you know, I'm hitting the phones. I'm prospecting. I have people yelling at me. I have things that come up. But, you know, um, you need to go through that. You need to hear enough no's to get to that yes. Do people yell at you? People yell at me. What do they say to you? <laughs> Stop calling me. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I spend – cool. Next one. Yeah, yeah. So I spent a couple hours prospecting. But the point is is that I'm prospecting to see – I could either help somebody list the house, I could I could buy the house, mm-hmm. or I could even help them renovate the house if they need like contractors, I could recommend right. contractors, help them almost flip their own house and what then li- list it for them. So I come at this where that's I'm just smart. a problem solver and I could help people in many ways. Very so that's smart. kind of how I make the businesses work together. How did you, I guess I didn't know this about you, so I want, I think people, how did you start into like the whole cold calling prospecting. Mm. Like, was that brutal for you day one? It was very brutal. And that yeah. also came from that real estate coach. He was yeah. like, make videos and do cold calling. I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do any of this. Yeah. Can I just give you $500 and all <laughs> exactly. of a sudden stuff just happens? Yeah. No. Right, all right. Yeah. That's the thing is it takes a lot of work. You really have to get punched in the face daily and you really have to look forward to it. Um, but, <laughs> and that and that's and that's what I tell new agents. Very but, well said. Yeah. That's, that's, that's actually it. a great slogan. That should be a, a t-shirt slogan <laughs> yeah. because it's true. Yeah. It's true. So, I mean, as far as as your sales go mm-hmm. and then you're kind of – you're multifaceted meaning like you're selling residential real estate for people who want to sell their houses. Correct. You're working with buyers, right? Right. And buyers. then you're working with buyers and sellers of commercial income generating properties. Correct. So – and I'm also listing a lot of residential properties. I'm listing four to six a month now. Wow! As a listing agent, wow. I'm, I'm still working with a lot of buyers, um, but it's That's become a lot, man. it's 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 become more focused on the listing side now. Um, and then I do help other investors find investments, whether it's you know um, single family flips or if they're looking for commercial properties. So um, it's just that I I've had a lot of education and experience in it from doing it myself. Yeah. So. People ask me for help, and I try to find a way to help them in well, any that's, way. That's what I want to ask you because the commercial world and the residential world are very, very different. They are very different. The residential right. world is, is 100% based it's on emotion. sheer emotion. That's it. And the commercial world should be 100% just dollars and cents. Right, right. Right? So like – and and usually 
they don't cross over. Like right. agents usually don't cross over. Right. It's weird. Like I'll speak to commercial agents now because sure. I'm meeting a lot of commercial agents, and they they're like, I want to do it this way. That's it. Like I don't know anything about residential. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. So how do you get that education so you can, mm-hmm. you know, be a crossover? I think it's just, I mean, you really have to have a passion for it. Just like anything in real estate. Like, like you really have to have a passion for this business because it's not easy. Uh, you have problems and things that pop every day, pop every, up every day, as every you know. So you really have to have a passion for it. And for me, you know, commercial multifamily real estate has always been very intriguing to me. And now I'm starting to look for, you know, 50 to 100 units nice. down south. So it comes from just... My own self education and research, and that's why I'm able to help people with that. I guess that, that makes yeah. sense. So yeah, while you're while you're learning to do it on your own, right. you can then turn around and use that knowledge. Exactly. And you have multiple income streams, right? Which is very smart. I mean, because listen, you can't you can't be a one trick pony, right? Like when I first started getting the real estate, mm-hmm. I was buying to flip, you know, a certain type of house, right. and then I realized I'm like, I want to be working all the time and putting my investors' money to work, so I sure. have to know how to. Flip, build new construction, right. dormer, rentals, etc., right. and then it just right. it just grew, exacerbates out. Yeah. So I mean, so you have multiple income streams. You have you can always sell people sell people's houses or help them find houses or right. help them find investment properties. Right. Um, what about like? So I want to talk about the education for a second. Sure. Are you educating people in the social media space? Is it a general real estate thing? Is it general like self development? Like what is it? Sure. So um, Douglas Elliman asked. So well. Let me back up. Recently, Douglas Elliman asked me to do a roundtable and a panel based on my video making and Very social smart. media. So I did that. And after I completed the panel, I was asked to visit a lot of the offices. So now I'm going from office to office, educating wow. agents on how to create content. Um, I'm actually going to Westchester soon. And um, I was just asked to be on a LIBOR Queens panel to talk about social media in May. So, nice. um, you know, it's just growing and turning into its own thing. It's the future. Right. That's a great, great thing. You um, and I, I don't, I don't know if you want to talk about this. If you don't want to, you can shut it down. I just see you going the broker route one day. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I thought about it. You know, I'm really happy at Douglas Elliman right now, but yeah. you never know what the future holds. You yeah, know, but, only because yeah. like you just you're that guy, right? Like you're you're that guy. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so that's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so tell me about the educational program. Like, what's sure. going on? Like, I know that you're teaching. You know, you're teaching in the different offices, mm-hmm. but. What are you developing? What program are you developing? So besides the social media space, I've been asked by many people to mentor them and to coach them on real estate investing. So it just kind of got my mind thinking about creating a digital product, creating courses online for for new investors to learn about the process, to learn about wholesaling, to learn about flipping, raising money, strictly, hard strictly money. online. Exactly. Nice. So so I'm in the process of that. I'll probably be releasing that within the next month or two. How are you? Do you have any idea how you're going to set it up? Is it going to be like a subscription type thing? Is it going to be like a per video thing? Are you going to have like a coaching call component to it or it's just conceptual right now? So it'll probably be a subscription based program um, with the content and then I will have coaching and mentoring programs as well. So there's going to be kind of levels to it. Correct. Are you going to focus in on the social media stuff at all or is it just it's going to be everything? I'm going to bring that into it because it's all related, you know. Um, I would say, you know, 50% of my business comes from social media. Like I get a ton of referrals from agents in Manhattan that don't want to go to Queens or agents in Suffolk that don't want to go to Queens or vice versa. So, um, but that also plays into my investment business. You know, I document everything I'm doing and I think that's important as an investor today to show people what you're doing because I get, I get deals from people that see my work online. So the social media will be implemented into the real estate investing courses as well. That's what I was going to ask you. I mean, I know you're, you're active in the investment space. You always right. have something going on. 
are you finding that like most of the deals that you're getting, are you finding mm-hmm. that they're they're off market kind of stuff? Are they on market? Is it a mix of both? Do you find that your social media presence is bringing it in, or it's just kind of like you have to do thirty different little things consistently well all the time to get traction? That's the thing. Is you have to do a lot of different things: prospecting, you know, marketing, the social media, and also just face to face. Like I'm always out networking, talking to people. Um, you do. You're a door knocker, aren't you? I'm a door knocker. I as have well. seen that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's yeah. right. I forgot I that. about that. I love that. What t- talk about that? Wow. Well, <laughs> well, that's another example of getting punched in the face. But it's something that people respect that when you're willing to knock on their door. I mean, again, not everyone's in the right state of mind <laughs> when you knock on that door. You but, definitely get yelled right, at. I definitely get yelled it's at. It's dinner. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing here? Um, but we've gotten deals that way. So Have you? You know, it works. So, you know, cold calling, mailers, door knocking. Um, How often know. do you door knock? Is it do you do you have kind of a system for door knocking? You're like, all right, I'm going out once a month, once a week, once every two weeks. I'm gonna right. knock on fifty houses. Like right, right. is it systematized or so usually I'll go out with a partner. I'll go out with another agent. And it's yeah. really more based in the, the sales agency space. It's looking for listings. So we're going after okay. you know expired listings for sale by owners, FISBOs, stuff like that. And okay. it's just to help people. And we and we get deals that way. So you know it works, but it's time consuming. Uh, I really haven't done much this, this winter, but mm-hmm. um, the fall and summer I was pretty active. As far as time ROI goes with all your marketing – you think the digital stuff is really where it's at? The social Definitely. media stuff is where it's 100%, 100%. at. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I get the best ROI in the end in person. So you know, I'm always networking. I talk to people at the coffee shop. Yeah. Um, I actually picked up two flips at a coffee shop. Really? So, yeah. So I talked to everybody, and that's and that's the yeah. thing. And you need to tell it. See, something I used to believe in heavily was talk to everyone and tell them what you do. Yeah. Don't just come out and say, "Hey, I'm a real estate investor," but it always comes up somehow. Like, yeah, or say it's a sexy subject. It comes up one way or another. More importantly, also like. Ask people what they do. Exactly. Genuinely give a shit about what you they need do. To. And then right. figure, try to think of ways that you can help them exactly. achieve what they're looking to achieve. Exactly. exactly. And in and in both situations at this coffee shop, it was a situation where they had to get rid of the house. And it was it was I was able to help solve a problem. Wow. I mean that's 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 awesome. That's where it's at. Yeah. So what's like I mean, you have a lot of things going on in a very short period of time. What's like, what's the next iteration of John McSherry? Like, where's John McSherry in a year, mm. three years, five years? It's funny. I never think about that. But it's really growing. Really? It's you, really... you don't have more of like short-term I, and long-term goals? I don't. I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. I really don't. And that's something I really need to I'm surprised you know, focus on. Because you are, strike me as a very like, you know, calculated, right. analytical person in a good way. Right, right. Right? Very goal-oriented so I'm surprised. Yeah, but I think that's great to talk about and something I should really focus on because it's I've been so focused on the doing and creating and um, producing that mm-hmm. I really haven't even looked that far in the future. But I do see myself having a much greater on- online presence and creating mm-hmm. a larger brand online. But I think there's something to be taken from that also because I think there's a lot of people that you know all they do is think about the future, but they don't live in the moment. Right. So okay. this is how sure. taking like this is a perfect example of. Living in the moment, enjoying what you're wow. doing, taking massive action ends up paying right. off in your case. Right. Yeah, great point. You know, I just I just focus on the doing. Just just do more. Just I always say I'm like I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like and I always like mess with the ratios. Right. So the other day I'm like, you know what? Success is like seventy. I've I've settled on seventy five percent balls and twenty five percent education. Actually, heard you say that. Yeah. But when um, when balls meets preparation, right. it's a super super powerful combination, right. yeah. which is what you're doing. Like you're constantly getting educated. Like you have a coach. A lot of people like when I first got a coach, people were like, if he was any good at it, right. you know, he right. would be doing it. I'm like, it doesn't 
work that way, yeah, bro. Yeah, they don't get it. Like, yeah. people teach for a variety of different reasons. Sure. In the same as, like, oh, I have someone who, uh, I have a guy who rents one of my houses who makes a half million dollars a year. Why would somebody rent your house and they made a half a million dollars a year? It doesn't matter. Why do right. you do half the shit that you do? Right, right, sure. So I think that's um, that's a very good point of, you know, living in the moment and just taking action. And if you, you know, if you're taking action, just things are going to happen for you. Right. You don't. You don't have to have this plan that's elaborate, but like if you don't do anything, I guarantee you nothing's going to happen. Exactly. But if you start right. moving and taking videos right. and posting them and right. talking to people, doors going to open up right. and they're going to lead you down a path that might be different than what you thought. Exactly. But things are going to happen. Exactly. That's a great point. Like like where I am today is not what I imagined or what my perception was, but it just turned into its own thing. So, Which is beautiful, man. It's exciting. It is. Bro, I love having you here. You're the yeah, freaking man. You. You're an inspiration. I, uh, I'm trying to do more videos and, and, and cool shit to change it up. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, whether they're looking to sell their house, buy an investment property, you know, list a house they're going to sell, what's the, how, do they, how do they follow you? Let's talk about your Instagram handle again. Name it. Facebook. Phone number. Whatever you want to put out there. Sure. So my Instagram handle is john.mcsherry. That's J-O-H-N dot M-C-S-H-E-R-R-Y. You can even look me up on Facebook under John McSherry for my business page or my personal is John Baron McSherry. Um, or you could call me at 610-805-9699. Let me know if you guys have any questions or if there's any way I could help. All right. On that note, I am half Captain Permit. Half handsome home buyer, all real estate, all the time, all high energy, all the time. Captain Permit 516 513 8838. Handsome home buyer, if you have anything real estate related, I want to buy it. I'm that low maintenance, I'm that easy. 516 777 sold. Got it. Yeah.